This is Raphael, and you're listening to The Diary of an Innovator, a show that allows you to hear the intimate and vulnerable, never-told stories of entrepreneurs and business professionals and their journey to bringing their vision to life. Some will be five-figure earners, some will be six-figure earners, some might even be eight-figure earners. But what they all have in common is they decided to go for it. Each story will inspire you, encourage you, empower you, and even educate you so that you can do the same. But always remember, the first step is write the vision and make it plain. gentlemen if you are tuning in and listening this is diary of an innovator and i am super excited because we have tatiana in the building and tatiana is the owner and founder of mrs rogers neighborhood it's a nonprofit organization that's all about community that's all about community development that's all about empowerment and i'm just truly excited because as you guys know we have been doing an entire series on the power of and how powerful and how impactful it is to have a woman, a woman of color who is out in the community, getting her hands dirty, who's doing the work that we all should be contributing with. So the power of series would be nothing without the power of the community. So Tatiana, I always like to hear from the horse's mouth as my mom would say, who are (laughs) you? Let us know what Mrs. Rogers' neighborhood is and how you got to where you are today. (laughs) Okay, so first things first, thank you for having me. And as you said, we're going to go ahead and dive right into it. My name is Miss Rogers, also Tatiana Rogers. And again, I'm a formerly homeless, formerly incarcerated single mother of two boys. Now they are, what, going on 18 and 13. But when I first started this, it was about six years ago. So they were a little bit younger and they were actually my first volunteers. When I first started this, it was just clothes I wanted to donate and a couple of friends and stuff wanted to give away. And we just put it all together and we set it up like it was a garage sale. And that was literally the first Miss Rogers pop-up shop as far as that concept goes. And then eventually over time with just working, working, plowing through, planting seeds and waiting for them to sprout, we have now evolved into a full boutique style pop-up shop where people can come and get clothing, prepackaged meals, hygiene items, household items, cleaning supplies, pretty much anything that you need to be able to get yourself from point A to point B type thing as far as living goes. And that was actually one of our first events. And basically, like I said, I'm a single mother and I've lived through the system. I've been through the system. I've survived the system. I have a firsthand account of how once you get into it, it it is truly the most difficult thing in the world to get out of it. And as someone who has gotten on the other side now, I feel it's my job or not necessarily my job. I just, I feel inspired to help other people through that journey. There's a statistic going around that says in the next three to four years or so, about 80% of us are going to be incarcerated in some way or in some form or fashion. And to think that we only should cater to the people who have not been arrested or the people who don't have a criminal history or don't have a, a background that may be considered shady. When I mean, I feel that that is a disservice to all of us. Right. Because 80% of it, that's pretty much all of us. You know what I mean? So 
as someone, like I said, who has had to jump through those hoops to try and get assistance, to try and get people to see where I'm coming from and see that I'm working too, I'm working full time, but I still need help. I This living paycheck to paycheck is not going to solve the everyday problems that are occurring. And so it was through Miss Rogers Neighborhood that we were able to build community and build mutual aid services that cater to everyone and not just a certain group of people who fit a certain criteria that allows them to get assistance. I like that. It's a program. It's a community that is for the community. It's not like you're picking and choosing which group or which service you want to serve. It's like if you need help, this is a program that we offer. And if we can help you, we're going to help you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. A lot of times we get when people come up or they see us and they really don't know what's going on, but they just want to jump in kind of, Hey, what's going on? And we tell them, you know, we're giving this away for free. And they're like, okay, what do I have to do? Where do I have to sign up? How do I have to have kids? Or they're, they're already asking because they're used to that type of environment where there's this cookie cutter approach where everyone has to fit into this lane. And if you don't fit into this lane, oh, well, I'm sorry, we don't know what to tell you. And as I said, that's a disservice to all of us because we're only as strong as our weakest links. So we have to be able to pull everyone along with us as we progress. Otherwise, there is no progress. We're going to have to go back at some point. So why not address these core issues now? Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) And I understand like why a lot of organizations have it set up that way because when you're searching for funding like they specifically ask like what group of people are you serving is it children is it parents is it women is it men or is it incarcerated like is this going to be their prop like this their income margin so they ask all these questions in order for you to receive funding but you're saying like forget that, like we're servicing all people. So how have you been able to get funding to do what you're doing? We get funding the same way any other organization would. For the most part, when I initially first started this, I used to be an accountant. And so I used to work in a corporate environment and I'm used to that lifestyle and how that goes as well. So when I first started this, I just reached out to other companies that I had worked for that I had still had great relationships with through my work ethic and all of that. And just said, Hey, remember me from when I used to work here at this time. And this is what I'm doing now. And kind of show some proof of the work. And it would be great if you could help. And again, by the grace of God, just miracles come in and, and the blessings come when you need them. I truly believe when you're walking in your purpose, mm. you may not know how you're going to do the thing, but you still have to do the thing because you're, as you walk, you will see the doors open for you. And that's basically what happened for me. As I said, when I first started, I just had a bag of clothes that I wanted to donate. And it, it was just a matter of reaching out on Facebook and Instagram and social media. Hey guys, I want to do this. I want to help the community. I want to help us. And I used to have a tag. I'm trying to remember, help me help you help us. That was our tag. Help me help you help us. And that drew in enough of a crowd to where it looked like a garage sale initially, just a few tables here and there. We have this, that, and the other. And now it's evolved into something much bigger because I walked that path and the doors just opened up as I walked, truly. So how are you able to like reach your community? Because there are some organizations out there that are struggling to get people to be able to get the help. How have you been able to get your reach? Social media. 
Social media is so powerful. It is so powerful. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. There have been times where we've had an event and there's been like two or three volunteers. Like I said, when I first started, my kids were my first two volunteers (laughs) and they were like, I used to drag them everywhere with me and they'd be like, oh my gosh, mom, are you serious? But now it's to the point where I can just shoot out a text. Hey guys, we're doing this on such and such at this date. Just give all of the information. We have a morning crew, an afternoon shift. Let me know what you want to do. And people just just, they show up, they show up. And that's, again, another testament to just walking your path and allowing things to evolve as you walk that path. The majority of the people who volunteer, no, a great 95% of the people who volunteer now, I did not know before I started Miss Rogers Neighborhood. Wow. Had no idea who they were, no idea that they even existed. And they're some of my closest friends now. And that's just evolution. (laughs) No, absolutely. That's you doing what you're supposed to be doing. You found people who believe in what you believe in. They say all the time, and I read this quote, and then I've seen a lot of marketers post it on social media, like, stop getting upset when your family doesn't support you. They're not like your target audience. Like, you have to find your target audience, and you found that. Absolutely. And that, as you said that, that's funny because that was one of my hardest lessons is understanding like, why aren't my friends showing up? Why aren't my family members showing up? Like, I felt like they should be some of the first people to be there. And it turns out that's truly not how it goes. The first people who show up, not they're not my family. They're not the people that I started this with. And it's bittersweet in, to a sense, but once you realize what you're supposed to be doing, none of that matters. Mm -hmm. nothing else matters and you learn not to take it personal because again we all have our own path in our own journey Mm -hmm. and if they were with me 24 7 they wouldn't be able to walk their path you know what I mean so it's just a matter of respect and love all around truly absolutely and that's something that you carry out within Miss Rogers neighborhood and that's probably why you get the volunteers you get the donations that you get I've seen how well your pop-up shops are like they're so like the clothes, the amount of clothes. The amount of, it's like a mall. It's an indoor mall, yes. you guys. And it's all free. And then watching the people come out and them picking the items, the genuinely used items and seeing just the like relief and the joy on their face is like, it's priceless. It's it everything. Priceless. It truly is. It's everything, everything. And from the very first event that I had and getting that reaction and that love and that feedback from people, it was truly just like, it was confirmation. It was all I needed to know that I'm going to keep doing this for as long as I can keep doing this. Because mm-hmm. you're impacting lives. Yes. Like you probably gave somebody an item who was able to use for a job interview or a lot of us don't know, but like when you start reading about the homeless population and just regular people working nine to five who are like struggling below the poverty line, like getting clean clothes is very difficult to come by. Absolutely. Having having like gently used items, like it's very hard to come by. Absolutely. Items, we're it's a group of us out here who are really struggling. And if we're all honest, like we're all one paycheck away from being there. Yeah. So, <laughs> so statistically, having, yes. One paycheck away. We and we're in California. So At the that. wage and the housing wage is just, it's not even comparable at all. And this was all prior, all everything you're saying was all true prior to the pandemic. So imagine what the numbers are now, even though none of them have come out. 
we don't know what it's going to look like, obviously, in the next year or so. There's an eviction moratorium that may be up at the end of September. Who knows what that's going to look like? But everything you're saying was true prior to a pandemic. Prior to the pandemic, there were three homeless people dying per day. Now it's up to five. So like the numbers have truly increased and the fact that we aren't doing everything we can to provide more services as nonprofits everywhere. If you can't, so many of them are shut down in this time. And that amazes me because if you can't help people at a time when they need it most, what can you do? You know what I mean? This is a time where everyone, your community needs you more than ever. And this is when we should all be out doing everything we can to help each other because we're all going through it. In some form or fashion, we are truly all going through it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely, we all are. And it has gotten worse ever since the pandemic because jobs are being lost. Unemployment is at an all-time high. All-time high. Some businesses weren't even able to recover during the pandemic and we're still in it, but now that the world is open, it's kind of like after the pandemic or the middle of it, like they weren't able to um, necessarily recover. So we can only imagine what those numbers are. But if you can, if you can, because a lot of people think that homelessness are or is the individuals who live on Skid Row or the individuals who are living on the streets, but can you like define what homelessness actually is? Homelessness is is truly, it's just anyone who is without a home or without that safety net, that structure, that environment, that safe place that you can go home to and rest your head and, and rest your soul and rest everything. There are so many people who don't have that. There's a term called invisibly homeless. You may or may not have heard of it. And that refers to people who aren't necessarily homeless in the sense that they're living on the street, but they have to live in a hotel. You know what I mean? Or they couch surf or they find out how to make things work to where they're they're not necessarily on the street, but they're in a shelter in some type of transitional housing. And we see those people every day. We interact with these people every single day. And you would have no idea that they are going through what they're going through unless you stop to ask or, or truly take a moment to understand where they're coming from. And as someone, like I said, who has experienced it, I myself had to go through hotels and then I had to live in my car and you don't, understand the impact it has on your everyday from where are you going to wash your face? Where are you going to brush your teeth? Where are you going to get dressed? Where are you going to lay your head at night? How are you going to eat? If you buy groceries, those are only good for that day because you don't have a refrigerator or a freezer or any place where you can um, safely store those. And then the next day you can't microwave them. You can't reheat them in any form or fashion. So it's being poor is expensive. And I don't think many people understand that. Two weeks in a hotel is the cost of rent. So that it truly is, it's so much more expensive to be poor than it is to, to be rich. And, and people don't understand that when they feel like, oh, they got a stimulus check. They shouldn't be out getting fast food or they shouldn't be doing this or they shouldn't be doing that. But in that moment, that's truly, that's what they're using to cope with what they're living through what they have to go through every single day. So if if that's going to make them feel better so that they can live to see another day, hey, we're all for it. And pull up to the the people's free food drive-thru and get some groceries or pull up to Miss Rogers' pop-up shop and get food or register for our rental assistance program. And maybe we can help you through there. But we're doing what we can to 
fill those voids. Mm-hmm. Basically, the city of LA, the county of LA, I feel has been truly lackluster in their efforts to help the community and do what they can to alleviate these stressors and these triggers that people are experiencing every single day. So anytime we can plug ourselves in and be of assistance and do what we can to help them make better decisions with their lives, let's do it. Let's do it. And thankfully, we're now in a position where we built that rapport, where we built that community, where we can host multiple events in one day or in different areas, or we can service multiple areas at a time and truly be impactful to our communities. I like that. I definitely like that. Being Thank poor you. is an, being poor is expensive. Being it's so expensive. It's more expensive than it is being rich because we have this notion that just because individuals are poor, just because individuals are under that poverty line, they don't work or they're not putting in the necessary work. But it's like, no, some people are working nine to five jobs. They're putting in the work, but rent is $2,500 a month for a two bedroom apartment in the city of LA, or you can't get housing in the city of LA because they're running your credit and they're running all these other things that you may have stacked up against you within your name. So how are you able to get housing even when you do apply? Either you can't afford it or you don't qualify. Yep. I can remember applying for assistance and working a full nine to five, but still living paycheck to paycheck. So things are tough. And I can remember multiple times being told you don't qualify for assistance and me being frustrated, obviously. And in that moment, the person that's assisting me saying, well, if you quit your job, you're eligible. And it's like, but how does that help? How does that truly like serve me in the long term? Because then I become dependent on the system. Then I'm just dependent on taxpayer efforts. And it's a cycle. It's a cycle. And it's set up for you to stay there. It's set up for you to stay stuck. It's set up for you to become dependent. And anything we can do to, uh, again, remove, yes, yes. And have people step out of that so that they can, again, just truly make positive decisions for themselves and their family members outside of that matrix that they're stuck in. It's like, let's go in that direction. Let's go in that direction because becoming dependent on a system that truly doesn't have your best interests at heart, that that's dangerous. It's a dangerous game. It's a very dangerous game. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know that they don't have your best interests in mind because you have to have no money in order to be able to qualify. So I'm going to get housing, but then how am I supposed to eat? And how am I supposed to be able to take care of my children? How am I supposed to pay my utility bills? How am I supposed to do the various things that requires for me to live and to be able to enjoy life? I have to quit my job in order for me to do that. And what I love so much about you, Tatiana, is that you're not only providing what I like to say, like the necessities of life, like you've created these pop-up shops, but you've also mentioned that you have a rental assistance program. So it's like, no, I don't want you to quit your job. (laughs) No. I don't want you to quit. Let me just help you be able to pay your rent. So how does that program work? So the rent, it's called the Neighborhood RAP and the RAP basically stands for RAP Rental Assistance Program. And it's a comprehensive program. We offer one-time emergency assistance, just an emergency lifeline opportunity. And that's just something that we offer because 
I've been there. Again, I, I've lived this life. And again, we're all living paycheck to paycheck. So I'm not special even in saying that. Things happen. And say your car breaks down and you have to pay for repairs and all of a sudden you don't have the rent money. The last thing that should lead to is you being evicted. You know what I mean? But for a lot of people that has happened and that's been the case. So we offer the one-time emergency lifeline assistance for anyone who may need it. Things come up, things happen, we get it. Let's do what we can so that you can keep moving forward. We then also have a six month contract that we enter with certain participants where again, six months, we offer three months uh, rent paid in full. Then we offer the following three months, half of the rent paid. We also offer a grocery stipend that goes up to $500 a month and a comprehensive financial literacy course as well that can be taken online at their leisure and case management as well. So if there's any other pressing issues, maybe I'll be at childcare or anything tickets that need to be paid, fees or fines or whatever. I work as a case manager, as an advocate to help them. And basically we're just trying to dig you out of a hole. Let's get you out of a hole. Let's get you started from square one with a little bit of money in the bank. You know what I mean? And your rent paid and groceries on the table. That's a fresh start. That's a fresh start. And that can change your life. You know what I mean? As someone who I have lived through this program, I have experienced this program, but I had to build it for myself. So I had to go run around here and there and everywhere and try to make it all work for me. Whereas I'm just becoming a hub for, you don't have to run around. You don't have to search. You don't have to go to all these different organizations and try to make it work. We're going to make it all work right here, right now. Mm -hmm. And we're going to address those core issues right here, right now. So if there's therapy that's needed, we'll find out a way to get you free therapy service. We also offer group therapy services as well with some of the partnering shelter services that we work with. So there are so many ways that we can be of assistance and we just want to do that. We want to truly help people dig themselves out of these holes so that they feel fresh and they feel like, again, they can make better decisions for themselves and their families that change their lives. And so we're not just talking, pull yourselves up by the bootstraps and figure it out. Like, no, we're going to figure this out together. And when we're done, everyone's going to be better for it. We're Absolutely. all going to be better for it. And we're progressing together as a community. I love this. I love Thank you. this. <laughs> Tatiana, Thank you. Thank I you. I really and truly do. Pop-up shops, case management, group therapy, rental assistance. I'm not just throwing you out to the woods. If I say I'm going to help, we're going to make sure that we have all the resources surrounded so that you can get to the place that you need to get to. This Absolutely. is awesome. <laughs> it's our community, the community as family. That's our model, the community acting together as family. And that's what we are. When we come together, we're a family at that point. And we're going to take care of each other. And that's how we get through. That's how we get to the next level. That's how we progress in unity, in solidarity, and no one gets left behind. So how can just individuals, just any regular person get to a place to where they're willing to build community because the stronger our community is the stronger we are as a body yes. right so what yes. can what can we do maybe it's not necessarily on the scale of what you're doing it on maybe it's something smaller like what can someone do to start building their community 
truly just start where you are start with your people figure out what it is that you want to build first of all so if you just want to have weekly or monthly meetings that keep everyone informed on on the social issues that are going on if you want to have an, a neighborhood watch that kind of keeps your block secure and, and polices the neighborhood and polices the police it truly whatever it is that you want to do just start there and branch out from there and allow god to move things because the moment you start making decisions that align you with your purpose, everything else just opens up for you. And the community comes, you build it, they will come. So maybe at first you may only have one or two people show up, but keep going, keep progressing, keep doing the work, keep doing the groundwork, keep learning. You know what I mean? And keep revising as you learn and always being open and receptive to the information coming your way and the feedback coming your way. And it's, amazing because you can't predict how it's going to turn out, but it's always better than you expected. It's always better than you expected. You just have to take those first, those initial steps to get started and brick by brick. And one day you look up and you have a house and it's hard to explain because it truly is. It's miraculous in that sense that it happens that way, but you just get started where you are. Like I said, initially it was just donations that I had just a trash bag full of clothes that I didn't want anymore. Cause I was trying to start my life over, you know what I mean? And it just evolved to, you know, no, we can help. Like, this is how we help. There are so many people who need clothes. Like you said, it may help someone get a job later on. You know what I mean? Or maybe there's a mother who's got kids and she can't spend all that money, you know, on clothes for her kids, but they're growing. And there's at least you can do to change that. Exactly. So now she's got clothes for school and still money in her pocket to be able to put groceries on the table. We're doing what we can to just relieve that tension and all of the daily things that impact us that we don't necessarily talk about but they are issues they are issues very 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 true and what i love so much is that it's just starting where you are you didn't yes. say you gotta go out and build this huge nonprofit organization if it's just one thing like you said neighborhood watch or if it's providing water <laughs> yeah like, truly whatever that thing is that's going to help build your community then we should all take advantage of that we should all be all should put our hand to the plow to help build our people to help build our community so that we can make it better and stop relying on the government because it's not necessarily designed to kind of help us but in so many ways it, it can be a hindrance relying on government assistance relying on government assistance, relying on certain doors to be open or for us to sit at certain tables before we can do certain things when we can truly build our own. And we've in historically, we've always done it. You know what I mean? We're not incapable. This is not impossible. If we even look back, we can see that there's nothing new under the sun. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So we can rebuild. We can do this every day. And as we work, we can see the progression and maybe we won't be here when everything is our perfect utopia, but we created that environment for our children and our kids, kids, you know what I mean? And that's, I mean, what else would you want to do with your life? That's right. Then truly be impactful on society and leave your mark. 
That's true. Help change lives. None of this stuff matters if you can't inspire anybody, if you can't help somebody do better. We all go through what we go through so that we can help the next person not have to go through what we went through. So we can be that inspiration and that encouragement and that lifeline for somebody else. If you weren't incarcerated, if you weren't homeless and you didn't have to go through all of these systems and see how much of a failure it is, would you have the knowledge and the information you have now to create Miss Rogers' Neighborhood? Absolutely not. And in that moment, I was, oh my God, why me? Why am I going through this? Why is this happening? But now I can look back and see I had to have those experiences in order for when the next mother comes to me and says, you don't understand. Mm -hmm. I can say, you know what? Yes, I do. And still listen, you know what I mean? Because I'm, I'm there to listen first and foremost, but I understand. And they see it when I see, and I tell them my story. It's like, oh no, you do get it. Yes, I'm not some trust fund baby who just got a million dollars from their parents and I want to make myself feel better and get a tax cut at the same time. I'm truly trying to lift as I climb. Like we're, I'm not truly out of it. I don't think any of us are out of it. We're um, not, to- we're not. We are absolutely not. And that's why money isn't something that anybody should get any type of gratification for because we're the individuals that add value to the dollar bill. We make the dollar bill valuable. So one day we wake up and say, money no longer is a valuable entity. Everything we've been working hard for means nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. So we shouldn't be seeking out money because that can be taken away any day, any minute, any hour. Yep. And if we're all honest, like we've been through the trenches before in dealing with money. So (laughs) it goes- And in building community, you know what I mean? And working so hard to, like I said, get a seat at these tables in certain places where we see we have the greatest impact. So why not use that to our advantage? You know what I mean? And why not build? Because anytime we build something, it's going to work. It's going to be successful. So why not take those opportunities to build our communities and build ourselves and make ourselves stronger as a unit? Because that's how we truly progress. That's how we get ahead. And that's how, again, no one gets left behind at that point because we're all lifting as we climb. Absolutely. It's all lifting as we climb and it's not, let me get to the top. And then once I get there, I'll come back down and I'll grab you. (laughs) No, and that's not going to (laughs) happen. Yep. Yep. (laughs) I like that though. I think you pointed out some really great points and dropped some very great quotes. Lift as we climb. I think that's really, 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 really important that we're all trying to make it to the top together. And we're not, that'll help us, that'll stop us from cutting people while we're climbing too. The feeling that we have to cut people in order to get to the top. And it's like, no, we can all still get to the top together. I'm just going to pull you up as I'm going. Yeah, that crabs in a barrel mentality is so unnecessary, especially in a place like Los Angeles where there's more than enough money, there's more than enough housing, there's more than enough resources, there's more than enough of anything that we need in this moment to go around for everyone to have more than what they need and us to still have leftover. You know what I mean? There's far too many resources, there's too much money out here for us to be acting like there can only be one of us or there can only be a few of us, you know what I mean? And we truly got to work to eliminate that mentality and that mindset because that's what's holding us back. 
So Western that is what's ideology. holding us back. It's a Western ideology. You got to let it go. The fear of scarcity and that you're not going to have enough. So you got to get everything you can while you still have it. That is not the mindset. That's not even a God principle. It's not even a God principle. Nowhere near a godly principle. And yet this is a country that's founded on Christianity. And this is a, we're a group of people who say we're believers. And yet we don't operate by those methods and we don't operate by those principles. Like, I don't know. It sounds like a little bit of fear and greed to me. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And coming from, again, that Christian mindset, but still wanting people to prove that they are worthy of help and assistance Mm -hmm. when it's like, you know, you see them on the street. There should be no other proof. There should be nothing else needed. You know what I mean? And it's a universal right that we should have safe housing. You know what I mean? We should all have access to food. We should all have access to water. None of that should be considered a commodity to where you're too poor to afford it because you need it to live. It sounds so simple when you say it out loud. And then when you're living in it and you're seeing how people don't have just these regular resources, it's mind blowing. And then when you talk to people who don't have empathy or mercy or any grace for people who are going through this, like it's like all of it has left the building. It's disheartening and it's sad. It's like, this is putting us one step back. This is putting us all one step back because as my basketball coach would say, like we're only as strong as our weakest link. Yep, yep. Absolutely. We are only as strong as our weakest link. So if we look at it from that mindset, we haven't gotten anywhere because homelessness is the numbers are higher than they've ever been. The poverty numbers are higher than they've ever been. And it's ironic that people always want to talk about how crime is raising, but no one wants to talk about how poverty is raising because they're directly connected. If there was not a need to go out and and get the things that they need, Mm -hmm. crime, that wouldn't exist. That statistic wouldn't exist. Basic necessities. That's it. How secure would one feel? How more peaceful would one feel if they knew that they had a place to come home to? Yes. they They were able to get food on their table and have water. Everything else outside of that It's like, let me try and figure this out to put it together. But if I have a place to lay my head, to be able to think, to come up with a plan, food to go inside my mouth and my children's mouth and water to drink to nourish my body, everything else can be figured out. Everything else can be figured out. But those three things and utilities, those things are the key stressors in life. Mm -hmm. So how do you get ahead? How do you self-actualize or reach your fullest potential if you're still stuck trying to figure out how to put food on the table every day? You know what I mean? And that's when I say it's a system. And once you get stuck in it, there's no way to get out of it alone. Because that everyday plowing, that everyday I'm working towards this, I don't have time to focus on reaching my goals or working towards school or or that degree or whatever, because I literally am trying to survive every day. Mm. That in itself, that's enough. That's enough. It's difficult because you can't think about anything else but survival. Everything that's in your mind is going off of your survival instincts. And that's why that crabs in a barrel mentality is so prevalent because again, it's a survival mentality. It's gotta be me or before it's you. 
You know what I mean? Because I need it too. So I'm going to get mine and I don't feel bad about taking from you because I had to do what I had to do. And you get it. You understand it. And in order to get us out of that, we've got to start working towards those core issues. I love this. You're absolutely right. And those working with those core issues start with community. If we all come together and just build that foundation for each other. It's not just one person. One of my friends in um, Philadelphia, she said they have like a program in their community where people just come and they drop off just with it, like your pop-up shop. They'll drop Mm -hmm. off water. They'll drop off like diapers. They'll just drop these things off because they know one day they're gonna have to come to that community center, that place that's at that block, the hub that the community created to take in those items. So everybody has that mindset. Like we're building it for each other. I'm not building it for you because I know you need it. I'm building it for us because one day I may need it. One day my sister may need it. One day you may need it. Like it's one of those things. So what you're talking about is so true. So, so true, Tatiana. Thank you. And that's the key to mutual aid. That's what it's about. It's not charity. It's community. Mm. It's us taking care of us. It's us making sure everybody's good. And that's the key to our survival on this planet as Black Americans living in this country. That's our key is taking care of each other. Our unity and our solidarity is our wealth. I like that. Our unity and our solidarity is our will. And I feel and it like- always has been. It always has been, historically speaking. We're undefeated when we're together. We truly are. I mean, we're just great. <laughs> There's power in numbers. And yes. then it's biblical. It's biblical. And of yes. course, people who aren't necessarily believers, if you're tuning in, or if you're not, you don't have your Christian foundation, or you don't even have a spiritual foundation, you can look at that scientifically. Everything that we've created, everything that has been created within us has been done in a bond. It's not anything that's done within greatness as a single pair. And we see it in everyday life. Everything that was created was created within pairs. And then yep. a community was built within that and outside of that. So the individualism is something that was created by man and just evolving. So we have yes. to get back to the foundation of community. Back to the roots, back to the roots, back to our core. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that that's what it's about. That's truly what it's about. I love it. Let's get back to the roots. So from there, let's just stop right there. This was good. Let's get back (laughs) to the roots. Let's get back to the roots. Tatiana, let everyone know where they can find you on social media, as well as your email address and your website. Our website is uh, Miss Rogers Hood, M-I-S-S-R-O-D-G-E-R-S-H-O-O-D dot org. And on all social media platforms, we are also Miss Rogers Hood to make it easy, to make everything as seamless. Cash App, PayPal, all of the everything is Miss Rogers Hood. And uh, we're here. We're a community working together as family. Fill your mind with truth, your heart with love and your life with service. I love that. And one more thing too, uh, Ms. Rogers Neighborhood, guys, she is a nonprofit organization. So donations definitely are necessary. 
And for those of us who like tax write-offs, you can definitely receive a tax write-off with donating to Miss Rogers' Neighborhood. She is not someone who is taking the money and driving in a Rolls Royce or a Bentley. <laughs> she is someone who is definitely putting the donations back into the community to be able to uplift and help and build. So if you can, can you let us know what would be the best way to donate? The best way to donate monetary wise, uh, again, Cash App, PayPal, Venmo, we're all the same on those platforms. If you wanted to donate clothes or anything like that, just feel free to email 411 at missrogershood.org. Let us know you'd like to donate whatever it is that you'd like to donate. And we actually, we do pickups and everything. So we'll come, we'll set up a date, a time, pick up your items for you and shoot you a receipt. And we make it easy. We truly try as volunteer wise and donation wise. We try to make it easy because it's not hard. These concepts aren't complicated. They're not difficult. We truly try to make it as simple to be able to explain it to a five-year-old we all get ahead when we help each other period and we do what we can to make it easy on you to help all of us to truly help all of us guys that she's willing to come and pick up the donation <laughs> this is like uber eats yeah <laughs> for your donations yeah right the grocery store how they deliver this is amazon for donations they yep. should come and pick it up. So let's build our community. Let's donate our finances if you can. If you have items to donate, let's donate items. Or if you're like, I can't donate either, but I'm willing to donate my time. Donate your time. If you're like, look, I know what I can do. And me sharing on social media because I have a large following and I'm an influencer and people listen to what I say, do it that way. But let's get back to building the community and thinking about what can we do individually to be agents of change and community builders ourselves. Absolutely. And on that same note, if you happen to be someone who is in need, feel free to reach out to Ms. Rogers' neighborhood and we'll do what we can to assist you as well. We always want to leave that door open for anyone who may be listening to. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Tatiana. I really, really Thank appreciate you. you for coming on. And we're definitely going to have you again. So don't be shy and don't be surprised when I call on you again. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. You know, it may take me a minute to get back to you email wise, but I got you. I will be Look, there you're for a sure. Busy woman. You're a busy woman. I don't take it personal. <laughs> I would like to thank you from the bottom of my heart for tuning in to the Diary of an Innovator. Please download, like, subscribe, share, and write a review because your opinion truly matters. Then go to our website and schedule your free coaching call and join our emailing list so we can help you bring your vision to life.